Last time on Exiled, Wendigo faced Gemini, who is a member from the other Exiled team, and defeated him, but did not eat him. Now, as the group has had some time before the big dinner, let's see what's going to happen this week on Exiled. Okay, so let's do introductions. Let's go James, Kaylee, Devin, Jen. Uh, hi, I'm James, and people can find me on, uh, on Twitter. <laughs> it's who and... you're playing. It's who you're playing, James. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, Gosh. <laughs> sorry. Uh, people. Uh, hi, uh, I'm James. I play A. Wendigo. The uh, the indefinite article is important because if uh, Luke ever kills my character, I will either quit the show and hop or simply play a new Wendigo. This Wendigo is Francois Frank Lartigue, a Métis fur trapper who was forced to succumb to uh, cannibalism in the Canadian wild and uh, was cursed to be a large, hairy uh, pro wrestling dad as a result. I'm Kaylee. I you can find me on Nike Plus, uh, screen name James Lee. <laughs> he got so sad when I made him go last. I really hate our running bits sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and by sometimes, I mean all the time. Y'all jealous. Folks. <laughs> I'm Kaylee. I play the teenage time-traveling mutant telepath from the X-Men. I'm Devin, and I play Dr. Nemesis. Um, He is a former Nazi hunter turned super scientist for the X-Men. I'm Jen, and I play Warlock. He's a good, good alien space boy uh, robot, and he's currently fused with Angela, who is a, uh, angel murderer, mostly. She's good at murder. Yeah, she's very good at murder. And I'm Luke, your game master. Let's get rolling. I, I do love the potential that I've got co-workers who have come in on this arc just because... I passed the March Madness bracket that I made for the podcast fighting tournament out to them. Oh, wow. And they got to get all the tips and tricks. So to basically check in last time. uh, I was going to complain that uh, it's April, Luke. March Madness is over. It's still March in universe. That's not canon to me. Yeah. You'll forget about it soon enough. Time is a flat circle, James. Previously, there had been various things going on, and now there's a big dinner, (laughs) and it is a big old banquet, and uh, so are you all sitting together? Are you going to try and talk to some of the other members from the other Exile team? What are you up to? 
Absolutely not. Who remind me? We should figure out who this Mr. Claw is, right? That was a suggestion. Yeah, that was an out of character suggestion. Uh, Wendigo still doesn't know what his mission is because of a certain forge. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to hear one. Of, I, I want to hear Kaylee or Jen explain the mission or say that they have explained the mission to uh, Doctor Nemesis and Wendigo, and then this War- bit can Warlock stop. plays back a tape of the briefing. Oh wow, this was that's a, this is pretty easy. He does. He does this by just opening his mouth, but the sound comes out. It's it also makes that old AOL dial-up sound. Yeah, I'll edit that in. Yes. <laughs> I do a lot of like editing that never really gets like mentioned in the podcast, and I I enjoy what I'm appreciating by us by us ingrates. Mm-hmm. Especially you, James. Listen, I've made it very clear. I have never, will never listen to the podcast. It's not a specific, it's not a thing that I dislike this podcast. It's just that I don't listen to podcasts I'm on. You hate all sound and noise. Uh, remind me, do we know who's on the- Not all. I do like Bruce Springsteen. Well, yeah, but everybody should love the boss. Even if they don't know why or if they like his songs for the wrong reason. So, do- you know, it's genuine. <laughs> so, so the other exile team. Oh my god! Can I talk? <laughs> I don't know. Can you? So, uh, remind me: Have we? Um, did we find out who all of the members of the other exile team? I I remember that um, Bobby uh, is one of them. And Loki, yes. and uh, that might be the uh, the that guy who keeps talking to Wendigo. Gemini. Gemini. Okay, and that's and the, end of the list. <laughs> yeah, the last member is Medusa, who yeah. uh, has been cautious about you guys. Can we establish that this uh, that that this universe is Medusa has uh, white person dreads? Oh God! This is a Medusa from another universe. So yes, James, I will let you establish that the Medusa from this universe. No, 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 no. I mean, whatever universe like she's from, like the 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 Medusa we are talking about has white person. No, she is not a member of Dire and Humanwood. That was a really that was really forced, Luke. That was a bad die. Thank I, you. I don't understand. I, I don't get it. <laughs> referencing the band Diane Wood. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Yeah. Diatlin mm. Wood would have been a better. Yeah that that huh. that that was a reach, real reach. It's not all what Kindles here. <laughs> um. Anyway, so we don't know what White Dreads is, is uh-huh. up to. <sighs> she does not have White Dreads. I am going to no butt you there, James. I would like to invite all our listeners to submit uh, fan art of Medusa with White Person Dreads. I'm in hell. <laughs> we're all in hell together, though. But yeah, what were you going to uh, do now that you have that team established? I mean, I I feel like uh, Jean and uh, Warlock, as the ambassadors of this group, will probably go try and make friends. 
Okay. Yeah, uh, Sunspot and Loki are sitting together. They're sharing drinks. They're eating the big old feast that has been laid out. And uh, they they see you coming. Ah, uh, darlings, how are the two of you doing? Uh, self is very good. I fought a possessed version of my own father. So, you know, I, I'm doing all right. B plus. I've killed my own father several times, so I know that feeling. Frost giants say don't stay down forever. <laughs> Delightful. And, uh, yeah, good good job out on the field there. Warlock blanches a little bit at the mention of killing fathers. Don't. Ah, you, you haven't got that whole Magus thing straightened out? <clears throat> oh, Warlock, buddy, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to bring up bad memories, thoughts, that sort of thing. Is Magus here? In, in this universe? No idea. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Self does not know how so sensors would work in alternate universe. Self should remember to uh, research. Self should remember to what? Research. Oh. Probably. Well, uh, yeah, you, you're go, you and uh, your partner, Angela, are going up against uh, Sabretooth tomorrow. Is that right? Yes, this is correct. Selfish. Is she single? Negative. Oh. Uh, well, yeah, then uh, what, what sort of problems do you have? You need some advice? Uh, Bobby, you, you, you can tone it down a bit. Uh, would you like some advice for fighting Sabretooths and that sort of thing? Yes, Self would like that very much. Thank you. Uh, so there are a few magical items out there that allow the wielder to temporarily inhibit healing powers, which is one of his major advantages. If you were able to acquire the uh, blade, I believe it's the Masamune, Masamore, something like that. That might be a uh, good strategy to employ. Mm-hmm. Though that doesn't necessarily help you if you are not looking to uh, murder or kill him. Yeah, Self would like to not do that if... In most... In all scenarios, really. Well, if you could mm-hmm. stop him long enough that... Uh, he can be fully incapacitated. That might be a good strategy. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, talk to him. You never know. He could be a... No, he's probably not going to be a reasonable fellow. I'm not going to try and put you down that path. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd just try and maybe get his stupidity or see if you can get that uh, one of those swords. <sighs> and what about you, Gene? Do you need any advice or... I, I know you, you. your father's in the hospital. I'm sure that must be awful and traumatic. It's not great. Yeah. Um, but if there's anything you can tell me about a Shatterstar. Uh, this one looks to be pretty dull. Mm. And for a sword user, that's not the best thing. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're looking for some way of taking him down... I don't know. You could probably get him to say what his weakness is, though that would require talking to him. So that's not always the uh, best thing. Mm-hmm. 
Good to know, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And we cut over to uh, Wendigo. Wendigo, since Jean and Warlock are there, are you just uh, sitting with Nemesis and talking? Oh, we're not talking. You're just eating? I mean, for now. Okay. So. Well, again, we're work friends. Yeah. Also, I imagine he's being a little sullen baby about losing. Of course he is. Is Nemesis being a little sullen baby about losing? He wanted a venue where he could actually like fight and use like um, <laughs> the technology of the X-Lab, but instead he got some shithole. That's not what he signed up for. So while you guys are sitting down, an attractive woman in a blue dress comes up and uh, introduces, and she introduces herself to you. Wendigo, ah, oh, Mr. Lartigue, is it? Uh, yeah. My name is uh, Pandora Peters. I work with Wand. It's a shield. I've never heard of either of you. I figured you're you're not from around here, so Wand is Shield's magic division. That sounds pretty forced, honestly. <laughs> eh, I didn't name it, but uh, you know, I was interested. I don't see many Wendigos who are not trying to actively murder, kill, rampage the unfortunate Wendigo stereotypes. So I wanted to introduce myself. No, no, I mean, listen, listen. We do all love viewing. Mm-hmm. So there is some there is some truth there. We do like murdering people. And again, I want to make it clear. want to make it clear. Eating them as well. Uh, speaking of which, uh, do you want some jerky? Is it people? I don't remember. I got it from Wakanda. Yeah, but what? Do they eat people in Wakanda? I don't know. They seem a little. They they seem like they don't eat people, so it probably doesn't have people. In There's it. a time for ritualistic cannibalism. There's time that I might imbibe, but you know, I, I try and be careful about what I eat before uh, I've got to fight the next day. Nitrites, nitrites. Uh, I, I feel I feel mm-hmm. you there. I mean, listen, I'm going to be bloated tomorrow, but I'm I'm still going to rip someone's head off. <laughs> well, that's that's probably the best strategy that you're going to have out there. I mean, you're fighting a robot, so... I mean, listen, that's a pretty good strategy for killing most people. Assuming that they only have one head, or that they needed to survive? Yeah, I said most people. Obviously, they're fringe cases. Anyways, what did you want to talk to me about, other than uh, um, amactualing my approach to murder, and refusing my polite offer of food? Which is a little rude, honestly. I'm not sure which is ruder. Okay. Well, I did not mean to offend you, Frank. If you would like to give me some, I can see about having it as a post-victory snack. I give her a little piece of jerky. She pulls out a Ziploc baggie and puts it inside, and then puts the uh, Ziploc back into her purse. Thank you very much. I was just looking to meet some other people who aren't from around here. And chances... Have you met my friend James? No. Are you... Dr. Nemesis? I am. Hmm. You got your ass kicked there. Yeah. I did. Bombs in the uh, laboratory? In a shit really laboratory. Uh, if we had been in my laboratory, the science and technology that I would have had would have easily destroyed that stupid specimen. So you're blaming the tools, not the tool user? Yes. 
The tool man. It's tool time. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> that was pathetic. <laughs> Who did what? that? <laughs> Whoever did that is off the podcast. Yeah, they should do that all the time. Have fun editing and <laughs> have fun editing and running this game. Nerds. Oh, I won't edit it. Yeah. Well, what are, what else are you going to be doing while you're here on the side? Making a shit ton of money. The amount of money that I've been betting on these different fighting events, I've made quite a nice sum. And that is when you see that Arcade has come back to uh, talk with you more, Dr. Nemesis. When was I talking to Arcade? He was asking you for advice on killing Cyclops. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, Dr. Nemesis, would you have time to step away for a brief side conversation? I need some advice vis-a-vis removing some people. Did you defeat that stupid Cyclops? Not quite. Oh, so you lost. Yeah. Yes. Well, I still have a good portion of the money, and it made for some good TV. Yeah, fine. What do you need to talk about? Do you have any other advices for killing him? I mean, he did get very, very close to hugging the explosive Jean Grey. Well, why didn't he hug it entirely? Emma. Oh, yes. Her. Was she in the ring with you as well? No, she reached out. Apparently he had stepped away for too long and she thought that was suspicious. (sighs) Basically, you can also try to manipulate his strange daddy issues with Papa Charles. Hmm. I thought we agreed to call him Daddy Charles. Wendigo, I'm not quite as depraved as you. I will uh, see what I can do. Do you think maybe a path full of landmines leading to a Charles Xavier he believes is real would be enough to kill him? Probably he can't see very well. That sounds like a plan. Or just remind him about how, like, his entire family died in a plane crash and how his mother and father didn't love him. Sounds like you've got some of your own issues there. No, not particularly. Well, if there's anything I can help you out with as a organizer here, let me know. Will do. I'll think about that. Sounds good. Uh, well, Frank, it has been nice meeting you. That was an incredibly awkward conversation about a hired assassin. Uh, If I can help you out with anything else, let me know. And best of luck with your match tomorrow. Thank you. And uh, so we cut back to Warlock. Does Warlock have the advice that he is looking for yet? (laughs) No. Nope. (laughs) No, Warlock doesn't know what he's going to (laughs) do. Does Angela know what she's going to do? I mean, probably murder him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean... Uh, is is having a fight in a Terrigan Mist an option? <laughs> yes. But it's only a certain uh, type of mutated Terrigan Mist that will actually hurt mutants. Cool. Um, then you want to fight in that. What? Oh, wait, or do you? I don't know. Wait, I'm confused. Sorry, no, I was confused. I misunderstood what Luke said. 
I've been researching what the vacuum of space would do to Sabretooth. So while the two of you are over there, Shatterstar returns. Gene, I've got a knife to pick with you. I don't even know where to begin with that sentence. I can understand. You might be on guard. But I... I want to make a deal with you. Oh, really? Yeah. You get to pick the rules. I get to pick the location. I want to trade that with you. No, thanks. I want your sword. Okay, this is just getting weird, but uh, no thank you. Because you're afraid? Of that ponytail? Yes. That's... A rude thing to say to another person. Oh, oh, that looks. was crossing a line. Not the uh, sword stealing, knife picking with you. That That's where you draw the line. Yeah. Because I overheard you talking about the muscle blade. Uh, no, that wasn't exactly me. Oh, so you don't need it. I've got it. Uh-huh. I walk up and murder him from behind. I rolled a 95. Okay. <laughs> Uh, are you actually making an attack on him no because I have a feeling you'll do some luck bullshit where uh, it doesn't work out so no I don't think I will Uh, you got a fucking 95 James you got a 95 Yeah, I'm pretty sure you'll make it come back around to hurt me somehow it'll be funny though (laughs) yeah I'm the I'm thinking about it. If Just I do it, James. Just it from behind. It's what the people want. Throw a metal chair at him. Fine, I do it. Uh, okay, roll me a confirmation for your claws to see how much damage you do. Uh, sixty. So one sec, I'm just looking. Up, so uh, at I'm just looking up what the material is. Get seventy-five. Mm-hmm. Seventy-five edge. Okay. So that's in the yellow. Uh, yeah, you take a big chunk of him out by surprise because he was not expecting it. So, yeah, Shatterstar uh, falls down. He's bleeding heavily. What did you do? Only a traitor attacks from behind. No, lots of people do. And I stop his throat. (laughs) Uh, roll a fighting check. Okay. I'm just sipping for my orange Julius cup as all of this goes down. That's in the yellow. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, that is going to hit, so roll for damage one more time. That's going to be, are you just trying to hold him down or kill I mean, him? I'm just stomping. Okay. Then, yeah, he is currently pressed down under your foot. You don't need to roll a confirmation. He is stuck. What are you going to do? I'm going to ask you to be nicer to Gene. Thank you, Wendigo. You want to murder him or should I? Hmm. Is it against the rules if I murder him now? Uh, uh, hey, 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 uh, could someone in charge tell me if it's against the rules to murder Shatterstar right now? Mr. Claw, Mr. Claw, uh, is it illegal to murder Shatterstar? Mr. Claw whispers something to his, uh, partner. Uh, if you're going to do it, it has to look... Great, but then you and Jean will switch places in the tournament since you're technically killing her opponent. Uh, Jeannie, you want to fight? You want to fight Death's Head, or do you want to fight this weakened jackass? 
It, it, either is okay with me. I can take this jackass. Okay, and I would just walk, and I just walk away by stepping over him, like stepping on him. I want to make it clear: I step on his wiener. My dong. I rolled a. I rolled in the yellow for uh, claw damage. Ah, uh, yeah, he is very horribly hurt. His ding dong is not looking good. He does not have a full tang anymore. Well, guess his swords are really going to be compensating for something now. <laughs> the uh, medics run and get him, and as they pick him up, they bring him up to your eye level, and he, he says, I was going to go easy on you, but I guess I'm going to have to go and not go easy on you. Ah! My dong! <laughs> and he is taken <laughs> to the medical center. All right, that just happened. <laughs> Hooray! It was great. Teamwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other scenes you want to have tonight, or should we just go to the tournament <laughs> the next day? The next morning, the tournament begins with the second round starting. The first match of the day is between Loki of Taskmaster's Academy, secretly of the other Exiles team, and Fat Cobra of Peng Lai Island. Today, Loki has come out with a very punk rock look, a mohawk, a black leather studded biker vest, and a large vest. Her opponent, Fat Cobra, towers over her and is a massively imposing man covered in tattoos, only wearing one of those sumo uh, pants things. I forget the exact term for it. The judge gives Fat Cobra the option to choose where to go, and he chooses his home of Peng Lai Island. Loki, meanwhile, chooses to go into a eating tournament with him, and Fat Cobra laughs. She adds in the stipulations that it will be a dumpling eating contest, and Fat Cobra laughs again and asks if they can add drinking to it as well. And Loki grazes him with his wish, and so they sit in the town square with two platters stacked dozens of feet high with bamboo steam boxes filled with hundreds of dumplings and two massive to curry, which are the porcelain flasks used to serve sake next to them. Oh, also it's called a mawashi. A mawashi. Thank you. And uh, those to curry are the size of like iced tea pitchers at a Southern barbecue. So those things are pretty big and filled with, with warm sake. The judge rings the bell to start with five minutes on the clock, and Fat Cobra laughs as he begins shoveling an entire tray of food into his mouth, following it up with a massive swig of sake, and he smiles contentedly until he sees Loki loading steaming box after steaming box fully into her mouth without even stopping to chew. As she sees his shock, she takes a big swig of sake and burps, with a massive jet of flame erupting from her mouth. Seeing that he's lost, he slows down and decides to savor the flavor a bit more until the bell chimes and Loki is declared the winner. She belches and smiles and says, I'm feeling a bit Logie today, and smiles to herself about that. Boo! Boo! Yes! That was a a good Norse pun. It wasn't. It wasn't. Logie was the fire that Loki had went into the eating contest with, if you're familiar with Norse mythology. It's too esoteric. Anyways, Wendigo, what are you doing between uh, the first and the second match? Mm. 
Watching? Okay. Nemesis, are you... Sitting in the stands? The next match is going to be between Dog Brother number one and Sunspot. Who are you putting money on? What's a dog brother? He is the immortal weapon from under oh. from the Undercity. I'll put some money on Sunspot. So the second match begins. Today, Sunspot is wearing a pineapple print shirt and trunks and a pair of sunglasses. I kind of regret my bet. Dog Brother number one, meanwhile, has come wearing a full set of Kozane Dao armor, which is the scale male samurai type armor, and carrying a large sword. Sunspot's like, take it less seriously, guy. And Dog Brother number one seems less than willing. Dog Brother chooses them to battle in the void of the Dark Force, and Sunspot adds the rule that they should just have fun doing it. As Jesus Christ. <laughs> as Dog Brother number one follows Sunspot into the black void that the portal opens into, an almost rictus-like grin appears on his face, replacing his stern expression. Within the void, nothing can be seen, and moments later, a scream is heard, and Dog Brother number one walks out with a disemboweled Sunspot. Loki and Sunspot's other exiled partners have looks of shock on their face as the brutal results of the match become clear, and Dog Brother number one rips off Sunspot's shirt and uses it to clean the blood off of his blade. Like I've always said, Sunspot sucks. I guess. Wait, did Bobby just die? Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, uh, War- Warlock's having a meltdown. <laughs> Hashtag fine with it. Yeah. Get bring a mess. Yeah, yeah. Nemesis goes to buy an overpriced beer at the uh, concession stand. Actually, the beers are all reasonably priced. I mean, they keep serving freaking banquets here. What kind of sporting event is this? A blood sport. Kumate, kumate, kumate. As the grisly excitement over the last battle subsides, Ronin of the Grapplers and the Bride of Nine Spiders from the Kingdom of Spiders approach. Is Nemesis putting a bet on this one? No. Ronin's outfit hasn't changed since his last match, and he still wears his battle armor and holds his hammer above his head, trying to go and whoop up a few cheers here and there. The Bride of Nine Spiders, meanwhile, walks up to him wearing a dress completely made of spider silk. And for those with excellent or better vision, they can see that there are still spiders inside of it. Ronan chooses that the next match will be held underwater, and the Bride declares it to be a cage match. The two of them end up in a 10 by 10 by 10 steel cage with bars that is sinking lower and lower into the ocean towards the deep underwater trench. As the pressure begins to affect the bride, who works her best to fruitlessly try and spin a web, Rodan charges with his hammer and releases a blast of energy. But the spiders end up surviving the force blast and are able to wrestle the hammer from his hands. He grows angry and wraps a thick hand around the bride's neck, intending to snap it. But as he moves to close, she opens her mouth and a nightmarish wave of spiders erupt, breaking Rodan's concentration. And as he loses control over his force field, he succumbs to the pressure. The two of them are tossed back into the courtyard, and the bride returns to her seat while medics begin to try and resuscitate Ronan. So... Are they successful? Are you going to follow him to the medical tent? No, I'm just asking for you to tell us. We'll find out later. I want to know now. Yes. Okay, thanks. Mm -hmm. 
The next match is between John Amon, the Prince of Orphans of Zagambo, and Pandora Peters, representing S.H.I.E.L.D. and the WAN Division specifically. Amon is still dressed in his simple brown robes, with his bald head making him look rather unassuming. Pandora Peters, meanwhile, is dressed in her wand outfit, a tight blue sleeveless bodysuit that reveals her arm tattoos. She has prepared a series of pouches and a wand that she walks in to the ring with. Amon is unconcerned and has their body and has their battle take place in his home country of Zagambo. And Pandora smiles. She declares that she wants this to be a complete title match, which the judge accepts. The two of them appear on top of a massive ruined temple. Amon moves forward to strike, and she lazily counters each of his punches. Growing angry, he turns into a green mist, and in retaliation, Pandora Peters pulls out her wand. The gaseous form that he had turned into condenses into a liquid and then into a solid, but not John Amon's natural form, but into that weird mix-up of gas that he had become turned into a human form as logic and science begin to intercede into his transformed state. He tries to revert back to a fully human form, but his body has been left a Cronenbergian nightmare, a twisted mashup of flesh meat. Unable to continue, the fight is over with Pandora Peters winning. The medical team prepares to move in to try and help him, but she stops him and says this was a complete title match. Prince of Thieves, Immortal Weapon, Ruler of Zagambo, John Amon... All of these belong to me, and as a result, I declare that they mean nothing anymore. John Amon's twisted mouth forms a scream that makes no sound as a sudden wind blows him into nothing. She returns to her seat, and the audience of people from this universe struggles to recall just what had been there and just what had happened. They simply remember, Wow, that's some fucked up colonialism. John Amon literally came into the country and killed everybody who opposed him, and he was a white dude. I'm, 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 that's also bad, but this is still bad, too. Colonizing a colonized nation is still bad. She's just removed him from reality, and everyone else who is from this universe simply remembers her beating someone who had defeated Electra. How is Jean doing? Um, can I check on my alternate universe, Papa? See how he's yeah. doing? So your uh, dad is stronger now. He uh, is staying inside. Something about watching people fight to the death is not really entertaining to him right now. Understandable. Oh, uh, hi, sweet. Well, you're you're not my you're not my Gene. How how are you doing, Gene? Well, hang in there as much as I can. Considering that was kind of a. Uh... Strange thing to happen back there. Is is this normal for you? I I really I I don't even remember much of what happened to you after during I don't know what happened to my daughter. Hmm. Let me see if I can help you. And I try to read his mind. Uh, yeah, roll me a telepathy check. The mind staggers no. at his horniness. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I got a uh, 100. The oh, mind okay. doesn't reel at his horniness. Yeah, so... No. <laughs> 
This is like this is not a VC Andrews novel. <laughs> no, I didn't mean horny like his alternate universe daughter. I just meant like the whole medical situation. It turns out that's like and all the murder. That's what he's into. Oh, yeah, that was not clear. It was not. I I, 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 I hoped you people would have given me the benefit of the doubt, especially since. You all know my rule that I have never once and never will be lewd online. Um, so essentially what you're seeing is the Professor Xavier of this universe was a lot more unethical when it came to recruiting students. So Jean's father has these massive gaps where she simply stopped existing because that was when she was at the Xavier school. And... Like, with your influence and with everything else that has happened, he is sort of putting together all of these gaps, and it is painful emotionally and mentally for him. I'm sorry, Dr. Gray. It's it's, it's not your fault, but this is awful. I know it can't be easy looking at me when I look like her, and... Sometimes I don't even remember what she looked like. Try a single perfect here. Well, yeah. One, once this is over, I, I look forward to just trying to see what remains of my life. I don't know how long I've been gone or what remains of that life that I had. I'm sorry all this happened to you, but I hope you can find your gene. So do I. I appreciate it and i hope you make it through this tournament thanks i think i'll need all the luck i can get well you've at least got me rooting for you thanks dr gray so as jean returns to her seat the next match is between paladin representing the heroes for hire against medusa representing the chaste and who is the last member of the exiles team Besides Loki, that is still in the tournament. And Medusa is visibly distraught over losing her close friend and teammate Sunspot. But Loki gives her an encouraging hug and has her go back up. She is dressed in a black and purple onesie. Her opponent, Paladin, is also dressed in urban tactical gear that is also in a purple and black color scheme. It is not a onesie. Paladin chooses that they go to a big casino for a high-stakes action-packed shootout. And Medusa declares the match to be non-lethal, which several crowd members are upset about. As they appear in the casino, Medusa pulls out several strands of her hair and throws them like needles, which Paladin blocks with his guns. When he goes to shoot, Medusa starts ducking behind slot machines and other devices that are able to take the blunt of the non-lethal bullets. And he eventually corners her, and she begins weaving through until he finally gets a clean shot, and she is stuck in a corner. He clicks the trigger, and the guns fall to pieces, followed by the armor that he was wearing as the tiny hairs reveal that they were remotely animated, and moved her turn to Medusa, and Paladin surrenders. So, Angela's match is going to be the next one after this, so how are Angela and Warlock feeling? Um, Warlock is a gibbering mess, um, Mm -hmm. and Angela is trying to pull him back together. (laughs) Yeah, 
Yeah, he's uh, having a full-on freakout. So the next match is between Lightning, who is working for Mr. Claw, and Tiger's beautiful daughter, representing Tiger Island. Lightning is currently in an electric form, while Tiger's beautiful daughter is wearing a mask and a red strappy dress. See, she chooses to fight on Tiger Island, and Lightning chooses to make it a fight to the death. As they in front of the beach of Tiger Island, Lightning flies into her. She struggles through the electrocution to channel him out like she would her chi, which she is able to do. But he returns, frying her this time and winning in another grisly match. That is when Warlock and Angela are called to face Sabretooth, who stands six foot six with lots of muscles and a very gross smell. Uh, so I am the judge, as you know, you, you talked to me last time. So, uh, Angela, you have the pick of locations for this next battle. Um, Angela picks a scrap metal yard. Ah, so that's the way you're doing it. Maybe you're not so frail after all. But I'm going to find a way to get close to Mr. Claw and teach that runt a thing or two. But, hmm, looks like your clothes are shivering there. And he glares at uh, the warlock parts of the costume. Um, the the uh, sort of mech suit effect closes its visor angrily. Well... Let's see what we can do. This next match is going to be. And see, this is where it's like, well, do I want to force the good, good boy warlock into something awful or not? Meanwhile, Wendigo yells out from the crowd. "Uh, It's okay. I cyber bullied him on the way in. He's (laughs) he's a wuss. Wait. You cyber? Oh, okay. This is going to be an internet form battle. <laughs> uh, Angela just tilts her head like qua. Okay. And so the uh, uh, portal opens up to a big old scrapyard where inside there are two computers next to one another with similar setups. The computers look to have been put together through uh, various pieces of garbage, like this is some junkyard kids type bullshit. And the judge says, whoever can make the hottest flame against the other person wins. (laughs) You have five minutes to come up with a very good insult about the other person to win this flame war. Angela's very confused. (laughs) Um. And we will find out what happens next time on Exiled. Uh, Hi, I'm James. I play Wendigo, and people can find me online on Twitter at at least L-E-A-S-K. You can find me online uh, on Twitter at Ronchronchronch, and you can find my writing on the Eisner nominated women write about comics.com. 
You can find me online at Fredo Fett, and you can also hear me co-hosting Multiversal Q with our Game Master, Luke. You can find me on Twitter at StreetOverGen. You can find my artwork at StreetOverGen.com. And um, you can find a piece I did in the uh, Xavier Files zine. Uh, it's a, 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 a saucy Nightcrawler pinup. And I will also be in the upcoming group chat anthology by Pomegranate Magazine. Yeah, real talk. How deep did that V get? Very deep. Very deep. Hell yeah. Thank you, uh, James Lisk, for our direction. I just, I just believe in deep Vs. And I'm Luke. I also have a piece on that Xavier Biozine that is not as good as that deep V. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Coltreg. That's K-O-L-T-R-E-G. Uh, Devin and I also do the podcast Multiversal Q, which you can find at multiversalq.com, where we are... Actually, when this would have gone up, we got done with our Infinity What If bump, and we had a lot of good episodes. We had Jane Miles on an episode. Uh, also, if you are a Patreon backer, uh, we are now sending out the uh, collectible cards with illustrations by Chris Schweitzer. Those also will come with a few Exiled logo stickers, and it is a very nice presentation where if you... You'll get that if you back at the 5 or $10 level on Patreon. If you only want to back at the dollar level, you get early episodes. And that helps to support all the shows that I do, including the new spinoff podcast that I've done, John Wiki, which you can find at johnwiki.com. And W-I-K-I. Okay. Mm-hmm. So not, not like and someone who was Wick-esque. No. It's a play because each week we try reading through the John Wick Wikipedia. That is a fucking loud train. Beep, beep, get out of my way. Lots and lots and lots of trains. Wow. <sighs> yeah. Uh... Each week we try and read through the John Wick Wikipedia page, but whenever we get a link to another Wikipedia page, we read through that page and discuss it. Eventually we will understand the entire world in relation to John Wick, the movies. Exiled is a weekly podcast. You can see more, including the updated image galleries at exiledpodcast.com. That's where you can also find the other links. Please like, rate, and review on iTunes. And... Yeah, thank you for listening, thank you for sharing, and uh, thank you for everything that you do. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you then. Bye. Peace. Mm-hmm.